After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Andrew Main, joined by Justin Robert Young. Yo. Brian Brushwood. Ahoy. And Mr. Circus Wrangler extraordinaire keeps the show running. The conductor, the okay. maestro, oh, the director. Andrew May. <laughs> <Me>! <laughs> uh, Bryce Castillo. Hola. Hello, everybody. Uh, gentlemen, let's talk about some after things. In the previous episode of Weird Things, I talked a bit about uh, some different apps and techniques for speed reading. And every time that conversation comes up, if it's on a Reddit forum or Hacker News, you'll get the, what about just enjoying something? What's wrong with that? Yeah. You know, or why does yeah. everybody have to do this? Which is <laughs> Why do you have to overclock life, my guy? The answer, of course, is because not everything is meant to be savored. If I'm reading a book on how to do a magic trick and I need to know, you know, my third phalange down, pinky break cut, uh, mm-hmm. double transfer, whatever. It's like, it's. I, I'm not going to have a better time for contemplating the poetry of how they phrase that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and some people want to read stuff fast. I don't know. Like, like it's like, like why, why do we need running? Well, uh, walking why? works just fine. Let's get a faster why horse. Why don't you retire to your study and your smoking jacket and your glass of port? And enjoy your leather-bound edition. <laughs> exactly. Have your houseboy bring you vittles. It's, yes. it's like that idea of, of uh, you know, oh, the kids have it so easy. It's like, yeah. that's the point of human technology is, is to is, make life easier. Yeah, that is literal progress. <laughs> yeah. It is the point that the next generation has it easier than the generation yeah, I like, before. I like, is there a camp that's, we need, well, there is sort of, kind of the, we need to do the opposite, you know, like, let's get rid of, like, refrigerated goods, and let's get rid of all these things that made your life, you know, socks. Yeah, blisters. I don't know, a little blister never hurt anybody. Let's yeah. get rid of socks. Let's what? let's de-evolve Why all do you need things shoes? that made life better. Here are these big banana leaves. <laughs> I, 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 it's it's funny uh uh sam harris uh in one of his essays talks about the fact that um uh, uh objectively the two scenarios are almost the same and yet people humans wealthy humans will pay ten thousand dollars for the privilege of a week-long a silent meditation retreat where they are not allowed to see or communicate with another living soul and live in a cave. And yet um, that objectively the same thing under a different circumstance, no lie, a war crime per uh, 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 Amnesty International. And uh, the the big difference is just where your head is at, uh, so to speak, for well, either of those. Agency, that's I like would assume. Sex <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Brian, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like sex and rape. Well, I mean, uh, well, uh, uh, and that's when I stopped talking. (laughs) But uh, three, four, and but no, I I think your 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 point being that like there is obviously something profound there, uh, uh, like to the point where I either it is a a tremendous punishment or it is something for which you are spending your own wealth so you can achieve. 
uh, uh, but that is uh, the the variable of exactly how profound you want it to be or or it is 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 literally 180 right well, and and you guys are 100% right when you say the difference of course is agency but uh, uh yeah 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 no, i agree i think that is it is a things that why you can't not all things can be evaluated purely from objective like well person a and person b you know, I remember this is a dumb analogy, but I remember years ago Val Kilmer was on the set of The Saint, and he was talking about Val Kilmer is talking about the sweater that he says, and he was like, "I love this sweater because I feel like you could be a billionaire or a poet with no money, and you would wear this sweater." And I'm like, "Huh." There's a lot of insight into Val Kilmer right there about why he likes this piece of clothing was because like it it says something you couldn't tell if that person was rich. Or a poet, and they would wear the same sweater. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and I guess I guess the same thing. Like, imagine you're at university, and one class of people uh, uh, sit with the course materials on a leather-bound chair uh, in a, in a pipe off to the side, where they have to read everything uh, from a paper volume. Whereas the other side get to watch a live lecture and have interactive VR. Goggle like like one of those sounds like like uh, well clearly that's the the good one and the other one is bad but again just context you, you know it was an interesting idea I saw uh, over the past week was like when when I came up in in grade school I remember we got a computer lab in second or third grade and yeah. it was like oh my god there's kid pics in Oregon Trail uh, oh. Yeah, that was the name of the software. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say because your version of Oregon Trail was a lot different. Mine just had rifles and buffalo meat. Uh, uh, Did you have to trade those at the post, or? But uh, now, like you, there, you, like, the feds have raided the Chattanooga. Fort. But like kids, kid picks and discover. Kids are coming up uh, comfortable <laughs> typing and using keyboards. Um, and if there, there's an there was an idea that if we if we gave kids a coding uh, class or a coding section, you know, throughout grade school, they would like coding would probably stop being a like skilled. Uh, a, a skilled profession like a type being a typist used to be like oh you were the one who used to who could work the keyboard very well and now everybody can do that um and now there's like a lot of different coding languages and stuff but i think if if we if if there, i think the world can be very different in 12 years if kids know principles of coding and 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 writing software uh in, indeed they do as a matter of fact uh, a preemptive pick is uh watching cali at the age of nine uh, in her doing a, a scratch from MIT where she's working with coding blocks and stuff. Uh, she uh, plays Animal Jam, which is a highly supervised uh, kid-safe environment uh, MMO. Uh, and there's all these games within games. I, I'm not going to lie. On Saturday, they she, she was showing off this game, and I'm like, oh, it's a tower defense game. And then you're like, yeah, I just haven't been able to finish this one on hard mode. And I'm like, hey, I got you, kid. And then uh, all of a sudden, there were too many bugs, uh, and and I lost. So I was like, well, let me try it again. Let me try it again. I'll be damned if I didn't spend four hours playing the Animal Jam tower defense game yesterday, and I still have yet to get a perfect score on that son of a gun. Uh. I'm trying strategy after strategy, trying to crack this thing. <laughs> the whole family is now in on it. We all gather around playing it, and and uh. that is not the, the type of experience. Experience I was expecting from a nine-year-old. 
Yeah. So Kobayashi Maru, Brian. You know what the answer <laughs> That's it. is. Yeah. Uh, Scratch is pretty neat. Scratch now uses the uh, the Google Blockly library, which is this plug and play library for building. Basically, you can use that to like build different kinds of software applications. And if you work with Arduino or a lot of things, they use that, which is great. Uh, but back into the whole the the information sort of processing thing. Um, have you guys you guys familiar with Blinkist? Oh sure, yeah. Uh, I'm what not. Do you, what do you so Blinkist? Those uh, uh, you don't know. Uh, Blinkist does uh, summaries. They uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I uh, uh, disclosure sponsor oh. um, the uh, uh, they they do a lot of summaries of stuff, which which I find them uh, much more valuable for me personally as uh, ways to revisit things that I've already read. Uh, uh, so uh, I don't think that anything I've done has been sponsored by Blinkist. Uh, uh, I will say it is a very, very smart company who realized that most nonfiction books have about four or five good chapters and the rest <laughs> of them are pointless musings of how their first television was a black and white television and their dog had a cow named Bessie and that's mm -hmm. really tied into the thing that they're going to do. And so if you could just boil down those four or five really good chapters into bite-sized pieces, then man, is that valuable and you don't have to read about the stupid television. <laughs> what has been are any of you subscribers or use it uh i i have used it uh, uh i don't think my account is currently active justin i have not no no yeah i'm i'm curious because it is one of these things where at first as an author you're like oh but everything you just said is is true like non-fiction books my favorite series was this series the science master series where they would get accomplished writers to basically write 160 word books 160 word books that'd be 160 page books <laughs> yeah uh that's my plan by the way i'm gonna call that but uh i love that that was my introduction to richard dawkins and daniel dennett was by reading these uh river out of eden um uh daniel dennett's kinds of minds is one of my favorite books ever about just understanding how you know consciousness works river out of eden was a really good introduction to richard dawkins approach to evolution and meme theory and all that so I really, really like this series. Like, I really like that because I thought, you know, there's something, there's important ideas, but most big books don't get read. You know, I remember you'll, uh, there was a big book, one of these kind of anti-capitalism books that everybody talked about, and then Amazon released the Kindle data on it, and the number of people, like most, no, almost nobody got past like 30% of it. Oh, wow. Like, like that was a very interesting sort of thing to say. Oh, this best-selling book, and it's like, yeah, the, probably the first eighty pages were interesting, and and that is, I would have thought by now we would have seen. And Amazon's tried a bit with doing Amazon singles and shorter form content. Yeah, but I think the form different form content has lived on in different other mediums, YouTube videos and podcasts, and not so much in the book. The book seems still resistant towards. Although I would say the independent market's huge because, like, I do buy a bunch of these indie books people write that are 100 pages, 120 pages, but you don't yeah, I, hear about. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It, it's probably bigger than it ever has been in the DIY space. Like, there is probably more of these things being sold than there ever than there ever ever have been. But the the ossification or fo fossilization of of uh, the the publishing industry, even even at from the most progressive players. Uh, I think is that book, books are ooh, strong, big, 
you want uh, 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 to buy a big old book, and, and so it's got to be X amount of pages. Hey, take it from me, Ed Book. Whether or not you want to learn a thing or balance a table, books are where it's at. They're physical objects. They come in different different sizes and everything. It's me, Ed Books. I'm digital Ed Books. You can also get e-books. <laughs> get out of here, Ed. Mecca Ed Books. I told, you, I told you at the great schisming, I didn't ever want to see you again. I will be your death. I just hope Al Audible book doesn't show up. <laughs> Oh, good, he didn't. <laughs> I'm looking at, like... Bad audible books have left. <laughs> Steven Pinker is an amazing writer, right? I love Steven Pinker's approach towards stuff. His... I read Blank Slate. I read that book end-to-end because it was just filled with so much good stuff. But he's got a lot of other stuff like, oh, I'll get this, I'll get this, I'll get this. And I'm not telling him he needs to do anything differently. I'm just saying that if I lived in a multiverse where there was a Steven Pinker who was churning out 180-page uh, books periodically, um, I'd be reading a lot of those. Mm. Yeah, you know, and and you got to wonder, is is a 180-page book a few magazine features or, or, or something like that? Like, there's there's... We're seeing probably the greatest strataing that we have ever seen in terms of a presentation of the written word from the smallest tweet to uh, you know the longest kind of books. There, there has never been more ways that we can get them, you know, at any time delivery method, at any level of maturation, at any level of 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 of, of length. Um, but that is still fairly new, right? You know, there's there's not a a, a ton. You know, even if you just look at the writing that has been uh, uh, that has come out of the Substack revolution, it's the most exciting time for online and new media content, in my view, since blogs, like not since the early aughts when when you had a lot of new, really exciting voices that were uh, uh, pumping stuff out on, on a regular basis. The, the Substack stuff now is just it's insane. The level of of, of quality of content. Uh, uh, that is that is coming out of there with with kind of newsletters having a heyday is is great, but also it's like where is that? If we're going to put in 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 the the from smallest to largest, uh, or or from most mature to least mature, and I, I mean that in terms of time taken to write it, uh, uh, where where does the newsletter go? It's certainly somewhere between you know the the uh, a three hundred and fifty page magnum opus nonfiction book and the the you know who farted tweet mm. uh I, I i do think it's worth pointing out that uh, actually that reminds me of a tweet group <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if i can do a counter argument like i think you're 100 percent right that uh, a lot of successful nonfiction is filled with a little bit of uh, uh, unnecessary stuff that can be cut but for example uh stephen pinker's better angels of our nature i think it's like 600 pages or something like that um it I will never know how profound a book that would be to me if he didn't spend a laborious and insanely painful first hundred pages vividly and graphically drawing a picture of what passed for common entertainment in the 1600s. Um, and, 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 and yes, I got the point after the first three examples of torture or public execution, but I don't know that I really would have felt it unless he had gone on for 70 more pages. And I, and I would not, and I, I will argue that every single book he's written should exist in the form that it is. Like I said, like blank and and I, cause I even had a discussion with just somebody made like, ah, blank slate was such and such 
that was too long. And I'm like, I'm like, no, like for me, blank slate wasn't because I was, I, I came from a different point of view and he made the case and he really made the case and he had enough example and like that, the, the full side of the book, you know, guns, germs and steel, uh, even though I disagree. And I think later on, we found that a lot of that doesn't hold up, but as a, as his Jared Diamond's point of view on how the world works was a very interesting, those, those are worth it. Uh, Blind Watchmaker. I wouldn't change the size of that, but the fact that Richard Dawkins also wrote that book, River Out of Eden, is how I got to Blind Watchmaker. It's how I got to those other bigger ideas, because I found this concise 180-page thing that got me thinking about it. I'm like, oh, and we talked about before about getting primed for stuff. This made me want to take on this other book. Yeah, I, th I think that's part of what I like about uh, Blinkist as a parallel, or as we used to think of them, Cliff's Notes or whatever, uh, parallel summary entities that are not meant to fully replace the, the original thing. Um, but Stuff to get you started. Like, or, that's, that's a yeah. big deal, like, honestly, in media is, like, how do you get someone started on something that is a big commitment? Like, an 800-page book just doesn't matter how good it is. There are going to be some people who say 887 pages is too many for me. I won't read it. Um, is that how long Better Angels is? That's what Amazon says. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I believe it. It's very yeah. long. <laughs> and, like, you have to get people. Like, that's we, we talk about spoilers a lot. It's like you kind of do need to give someone a little bit of salt and pepper to just realize, like, hey, oh, actually, there are there's grit here. There's texture. And you can uh, you can find something here. Um but and, where do you? But, where, then, where's... On, on the flip side, you have uh, <laughs> "Men Are from Mars, Women Are from Venus," a book where uh, I haven't read it, but I assume that just by saying the title, I've given you the majority of the content in there. Yep, everyone's from space. <laughs> we are all star stuff. <laughs> uh, Want to jump into picks? Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, 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 I, now I want to go back and read Better Angels of Our Nature. That, that was great. <laughs> Actually, uh, my pick will be, uh, uh, Animal Jam there, the tower defense game, <laughs> because I, I need to crush it. Um, uh, uh, I think I talked about this a while ago, but Not Words, the game Not Words, uh, K-N-O-T words on, uh, the iPhone and stuff is very good. I'm still playing it. Um, it's like a crosswordy type game so check it out it's Ooh. from the guy who did spell tower Ooh, good stuff uh the pentaverit <laughs> is a show on netflix starring mike myers and 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 mike myers, and hmm. mike myers. uh Look, it's Awful. it it ain't it ain't good. But uh, <laughs> but if you like Mike Myers, there hadn't been a lot of Mike Myers around. So uh, 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 I would say this is for super fans only. Uh, and I am apparently not a super enough fan. <laughs> and I love Mike Myers. Andrew, uh, my pick is River Out of Eden Ooh. by Richard Dawkins. Mm. Check it out. And it's, Richard uh, Dawkins. And Richard you've Dawkins. You've never read a book by Richard Dawkins. Read River Out of Eden. Hmm. Uh, there you go. Nice. River Out of Eden. That that's the book that made me fall in love with the idea of writing smaller books. Hmm. Hmm. One hundred ninety-two pages, says Amazon. Woo. And I've and I think that you know he's got like I've mentioned before like uh, one of my favorites is Profiles of Future by Arthur C. Clarke, which was a book that. Um, CEO of OpenIA, Sam Altman, had recommended we read. And you know, this is 180 pages. There's a bunch of his essays. It's great. It's just a great collection about the future. And this is, I've been working on projects and thinking about things from that book 
couple weeks ago. It's still in my head. So nice, cool, gentlemen. It's been after. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> <laughs>